Hallelujah. And welcome to those watching online this morning. God bless you. And I shout, 
Come on, one more time. You, you are, are good. good. You, you are, are good to me. Has he been good to you? Amen. Hallelujah. Bless your name today, Father. We thank you that nothing's impossible. Through you, I can do anything. And I can do all things. Because it's you who gives me strength. And nothing is impossible through you. Blind eyes are open and strongholds are broken. I am living by faith. And nothing is impossible. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we worship you this morning. not gonna live by what I see I'm not gonna live by how I feel come on deep down deep down I I know that you're aren't you glad he's here with you today I know that you can come on he can do anything through you I can do it Come on, everybody, nothing is. Nothing is impossible. Yeah, through you, blind eyes are and strongholds. Strongholds are broken. We're living by faith. I am living by faith. Nothing is impossible. Yes. Hallelujah. Oh, oh. We'll say it together. I'm not gonna live by what I see. I'm not gonna live by what I feel. No, no. Cause deep down I, I know that you're here with. Thankful for it. I know that you can. Yes, you can. Say that together. Yeah, I believe, I believe. I believe, I believe. And I believe, I believe, I believe. I believe, I believe in you. I believe, I believe. I believe, I believe in you. I believe, I believe. Yes, we believe. It's you who gives me strength. Yes, he does. Nothing is impossible through you. Blind eyes are open. Yes, 
stronghold. Strongholds are broken. Yeah, I am living by faith. Nothing is impossible. I believe, I believe. I believe, I believe in you. I believe, I believe. I believe, I believe in you. Yes, we do. Come on, give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. Bless your name today, Jesus. Nothing's impossible, everybody. Nothing's impossible with God. Hallelujah. Mm. Thank you for victory today. But it won't prosper. The darkness falls, it won't prevail. Cause the God I serve knows only how to triumph. My God will never fail. Come on, say that, my God. Yes, my God will never fail. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Come on. I'm gonna see a victory. Gonna see. I'm gonna see a victory. Yes, you are. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Yeah, we worship you today. Thank you for victory. Come on, you believe there's power today? There's power in the mighty name of Jesus. Every war he wages, he will win. I'm not backing down from any giant. Because I know how this story ends. Yeah. Yes, I know how this story ends. I'm gonna see a victory. Yeah. I'm gonna see a victory. Come on, let's declare it. For the battle belongs to you. Yeah. I'm gonna see a victory. And I'm gonna see a victory for the battle. we are you're gonna see you're gonna see a victory you are oh you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good you turn it for good yes you do you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. Come on. You turn it for good. Let's put that out there today. You take, you take what the enemy meant for evil. Come on. And you turn it for good. You turn it for good. Yeah, you take, you take what the enemy meant for evil. And you turn it for good. Yes, you do. What the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. 
you turn it for good. You turn it for good. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. Yes, you are. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. Come on, I see it by faith today. For the across the building today. Father, we thank you that you're turning it for good today. God, you're a good God. And we just see that by faith today, that, uh, that, that the victory is at hand, that breakthrough is at hand today. We believe it by faith. Come on, just, just begin to thank him for your victory today. Well, thank him for breakthrough this morning. Say that again, you take. You take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. You take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. You take. What the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. You take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. Turn it for good, dude. You turn it for good, you do. Mm. You turn it for good, you do. You turn it for good, you do. Day after day, night after night, you turn it for good for me. Mm. Oh. oh. What the 
turn it for good. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. Yes, you do. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. You take what the enemy meant for evil. Turn it for good. You turn it for good. Someone needs to hear that today. That he's turning things for your good. Turning things for your good because he loves you. You don't have to do anything for it. You don't have to beg for it. You just have to receive it today. Come on, receive it by faith. Come on, I'm going to see a victory. Come on, my victory is at hand. My breakthrough is at hand. Mm, I'm going to see a victory. Yay. I'm going to see a victory. Whoa. I'm going to see a victory. Yes, I am. I'm going to see a victory. See a victory. You are. See a victory. See your victory. See your victory. Your victory. Your victory. Your victory. See your victory. See your victory. Belongs to you, Lord. A victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord.
to you, Lord. Great God, you're a great God. You're a great God. You are great God. You are great God. You are a 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 great God. You are
You're a great God. You are great. You are great. You're a great God. Oh, a great God. And you are great. You are great. You're a great God. You're a great God. Oh, you are great. You are great. You're a great God. You're a great God. You are great. You are great. You're a great God. You're a great
Shekinah glory come down. Release the fullness. Release the fullness of your spirit. Shekinah glory come. Shekinah glory come. Release the fullness of your spirit. Shekinah glory come. Shekinah glory come. You know, I've come to a point in my life that we don't have to do church like everybody else or sound like everybody else. Or I just want to be who God has created us to be. Like I've preached the last couple of weeks on revival hubs, and we're in that church. We're a glory church. We're a presence church, and His presence means more to me than any program will ever mean to me. And I just want to encourage you today, those that are watching. If you need to have a prayer request, I want you to drop a prayer, your prayer needs there on Facebook. If you if you don't have Facebook, you're watching me on our we're on Roku or on website you can email us connect at tgp.church we'll pray with you but i want you to, to hear me today i want you to know that god is for you god is for you say god is for me he's not against you he's 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 for you and in the state of our our community and in our nation a lot of people feel helpless hopeless they feel like um life will never return back to what they're normal whatever normal was and can I tell you with God all things are possible with God everything makes sense with God when you have God as the focal point of your life none of that matters because you know that he's in control in control of everything so I just want to encourage you today if you're watching or if you're here today and you say Pastor John I'm having a hard time I'm dealing with some stuff trying to process some things and I just really need the help of the Holy Spirit. I just want you to bow your heads, close your eyes for a moment. If that's anybody here today, just lift your hand. Lift your hand. Thank you for your see your hands. God bless you. Father, you see every need, every heart, every heart. You see every person with a lifted hand today. Father, give them hope today. Give them encouragement today. Give them empowerment today to know that you are in control. That Father, that that they have no need to worry because with God all things are possible. We thank you, Lord, that that COVID-19 is being annihilated by your spirit. Father, we speak health and hope and healing to every single person in this room, those that are connected to us, those that are watching today. Father, we speak a strength in their immune system. Father, we speak Holy Ghost empowerment on, on the inside of their body. Father, where folks were lacking energy, God, you're releasing a supernatural strength on the inside to them. Father, we take authority over every infirmity, every sore throat, every cough, every nasal thing, every allergy situation right now in Jesus' name. And we declare that our nasal passages are clear, that, Father, we can breathe, that, God, that you're breathing life into us as we speak and that, God, we are a healthy people. We are a wealthy people. Father, we thank you, Lord, that we are a blessed people 
In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to say this when you say, I am healed, I am blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise today. Hallelujah. You can hug or high-five your neighbor and you can be seated for just a moment. The Lord is good, amen. Amen. I'm a hugger, so I hug you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Uh, A few announcements today. Um, Number one, we're so glad that you're here. Those that are watching, welcome. We're glad you're here as well. Um, Of course, many of you know we have our gathered community groups every week. Um, And so we're meeting, the ladies meet on Monday, men on Tuesday, young adults on Thursday. We want to invite you to be a part of that if you have not had an opportunity to do so yet. We want to invite you to do that. It's a great time in the Word and in fellowship, so you can do that. I do want to make an announcement regarding Wednesdays. Right now, we're going to um, postpone Wednesday services until further notice. Probably start back again in September, but right now, we're going to focus on on, uh, just community and building relationships with each other. And uh, we'll look at midweek again, probably in September. Uh, we're going to spend, the Lord spoke to me last week or the week before <clears throat> to have a week of uh, glory. And so October, excuse me, August the 16th through August 23rd, we're going to have a week of glory nights. And we're going to have uh, most likely um, have prayer at noon, August 16th through the 23rd, and then have um prayer at night at 6 30 every night august 16th through the 23rd i believe god is preparing our church preparing our house preparing our community for an outpouring of his spirit unlike we've ever seen and prayer is very 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 important to that to that um, flow and so glory nights august 16th through the 23rd if you want to give me anything for my birthday it'd be to show up for glory nights amen hallelujah that's uh all right so then also I want to want to make a quick announcement. We Jeff and I have been praying about this for a long time, probably for the last year and a half. And many of you know uh, we have been in Beaumont having once a month meetings, and then when COVID nineteen took place, we um, weren't uh, able to continue that. So Jeff and I have been praying and really seeking the Lord on what to do with Beaumont because we really have a heart to plant a church in Beaumont. And uh, so we so we're going to do this uh, the in the uh, fall, the fourth quarter. Uh, Jeff and I are going to begin hosting every Sunday morning um, services in Beaumont. And the way that's going to work is simply it's going to be we'll have service there at 9 and then come over here at 1030. And so this isn't going to change. Uh, but we're going to go to Beaumont at 9 o'clock, have service there for about an hour, and then come over here and have church here. And so what we I just want to present this to you. I'm not asking you to do anything. I'm not asking you to, 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 to give an offering. I'm not asking you to do anything. All I am asking you to do is pray, number one. And then number two, if you know someone in Beaumont who needs a church home, send them to TGP Beaumont. Amen? And so we're going to do that beginning October the 4th. Service there is at 9 a.m. It's going to be held at the Elegante Hotel. And uh, we've got a great, fabulous um, uh, price over there. And so we're going to do that. And the good news is it's not going to take from the budget here. Um, and so... Uh, if you would like to sow into it, you can, of course. Um, but uh, God is going to supernaturally meet every need that church has. Amen? Amen. So I hope you guys can pray and um, and uh, send folks that way. We really believe Beaumont needs a glory church, needs a presence-driven church. I'm sure they're there somewhere. I don't know. 
but um, uh, we're, we're going to do our best to be a house of prayer and house of presence for people in Beaumont. So October 4th will be our first service there, and so um, we look forward to that. Also, want to want to want to just mention this to you. Um, continue to practice safe hygiene. Hallelujah. Wash your hands. <laughs> and so, if you're if you're if you're here today and you want a mask or need a mask, they're in the foyer. There's also bracelets if you need it. Would like to have a bracelet. Um, there's hand sanitizer in the back if you need it. And so, I just want you to know that 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 we've made you know a preparation for you. If you need that, you're welcome to have those items there for you. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, we're going to get ready to give this morning. If you would like to uh, give by way of text, you can do so by texting the word give to 936-261-8142. If you need an offering envelope, we have those available for you. Um, so if you need one, just lift your hand and we will give you one to uh, you. There's Brother Scott. I was looking for you. And so he'll bring, Brother Scott, bring that to you. Also, um, if you have a prayer request or a prayer need, we do have prayer cards available at the communication box. You can fill out a, a prayer card, drop it in the communication box along with your offering, and we will uh, pray for you this week. Amen. So I'll give you a little bit of time to get your offering ready. Again, those that are watching, you can text GIVE to 936-261-8142. We're so blessed to have Apostle Scott Kuhn with us this morning. He's going to come and share the word here in a moment. And uh, then after that, he's, we're going to bless him with a love offering. And so thankful for you, Apostle Scott. So we're going to get him fired up here in just a moment. Um, amen. All right, let's pray over our offering. Father, we thank you so much for giving seed to the sower. God, we thank you for those, Lord, that can't give today. Lord, we ask you to bless both. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you took poverty on Calvary. And you became poor so we could be rich. And, Father, we thank you that we are a blessed people because of what you did on Calvary. We thank you, Lord, that we're rich in health and wealth. Father, we thank you that we are royal. Father, we thank you, Lord, that we're the head and not the tail. Father, we thank you, Lord, that we're the chosen generation that you put on this earth for such a time as this to lead the greatest revival this world has ever seen. We thank you for it today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. You can bring your offering to the communication box or Brother Scott will come and pick one up. If you don't want to get up, that's fine. Hallelujah. We'll serve you. Hallelujah. And so just lift your offering envelope and Brother Scott will come pick it up if you don't feel like getting up. Hallelujah. Amen. <clears throat> Wasn't worship good? Amen. I'm, I'm so loving that we have musicians. <laughs> Amen. We can, go, we can go a little deeper than we normally do. Amen. It's nice to be able to float. Amen. But if he doesn't quit doing that, we're going to be here worshiping all day. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, when, um, for those that don't know, Apostle Scott um, spoke a word over me about, I guess, seven and a half, eight years ago now. I said, and he pointed and said, you are the pastor. I said, hmm. And, uh, and so uh, that was the first time I ever met him. I didn't know him at the time. And uh, I went to check him out. <laughs> so stupid. And um, and he, he just, he was, I was on the, I guess I was on the second row, and he came to me and said, yeah, you're a, you're a prophetic voice, but you're the pastor. I'm like, okay. And I didn't think anything of it. And then a few weeks later, about a month or so later, there we were starting a church. And so uh, I love him because he speaks the word with boldness, 
in love, with truth, and uh, we're thankful that he comes to our region, to our church, to bring forth a word from the Lord. Amen. I want you to open up your hearts, open up your spirit, and get ready to receive, okay? Y'all ready? Let's stand and welcome Apostle Scott Kuhn as he comes to minister to us today. One, two, there we go. I got the sanitized mic. <laughs> Praise God. Oh, oh, do we have any house lights today? Y'all leave it like this for service? or if we, if we can get some house lights because it will help me see a little better. Praise God. Y'all give me just a second. Get unraveled here. Normally, I don't bring my phone to the pulpit, but I've got alternate translations I might be using, so I wanted to be prepared for that, and uh, praise God, and it's exciting to be with y'all today. How's everybody doing? Y'all still living in victory? I'm not going to see a victory. I live in it. Maybe I went to the wrong church. I need to go down to that church down the road I passed. We don't, we're not moving to a victory. We're from in the position of victory. Jesus has already done it. So we just live in what he's accomplished. Amen? Praise God. It's good to see you. I specifically remember that uh, when you say what you did about when I had that prophetic word over you. Uh, I didn't know you well at all then. I just had heard a little bit here and there. Met you at a couple of meetings. And I remember it maybe a little better than you did because that was Sanctuary Church. Pastor Ralph, Fletcher, we were having a kind of an area meeting. You were actually sitting right where that lady's sitting right there, except in that other church. And I walked over to you, and, the, the, and I said, yeah, they call you a prophet. I'm going to pretend you're John over here. You don't look like John. You're a lot prettier than Pastor John. <laughs> uh, there, there went my after a while. <laughs> And, uh, and and I said, you, you flow in the prophetic, and there's a prophetic unction on your life, but you got a pastor's call. And then the next thing I know, I hear through the grapevine, uh, John's starting a church. I said, wow, he didn't wait on that word, did he? He just jumped right on it. <laughs> and uh, look where we are today. You're meeting. Some churches aren't even meeting. One of the largest churches in the nation's not meeting. They're not meeting until after the first of the year. I just saw that on uh, my news app. That wasn't social media. That was a news article. Andy Stanley. Uh, I forget the name of his church in Atlanta. Huge mega church. And they've just, put, and yeah, I'm sure they've got ways they're ministering to people and reaching out to them. I understand they're not just forsaking the body. But here you are. And praise God, there's more on the way. Oh, you hadn't even begun to get started on the traction you're about to get in the Golden Triangle. And now, now, now I'm in a vein here, so stay with me for a couple of minutes. 
you're stepping into one of the greatest seasons of opportunity you've ever known in your history. And I know your history as a church body is, is not very long at this moment in time. But what is being uh, uh, foundation laid, what is, what is being, uh, what's the word I need to use here, Lord? What is being instituted in this moment is something that's going to be uh, perpetual in its longevity. Uh, you know, I remember telling you when you first started, after you'd been meeting about six months, and at that point in time, I think y'all were still over in the cubby hole. <laughs> that was a wonderful place. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for small beginnings. <laughs> and uh, I, I remember that so well. And, and I remember we talked, you know, off and on during those seasons and time frames and you know, it was tough. It was it was challenging. You know what? You're gonna find out. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you got ten thousand people out there. It's still challenging. Ministry is challenging. That's because we have an enemy. It's not because of people. It's because of the enemy. However, the enemy does kind of use people. Y'all wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> but. Uh, uh, in, in the course of those moments, and you'd been meeting, I guess, over a year or so, months, and uh, maybe up to a year, maybe even longer than that. And I just remember telling you, and I've told you more than once, I said, you've already broken the average. The average church plant lasts six months, and they don't even, they're not even on the, on the radar any longer. How many years? Six years. Six, you, you not only went past six months, you have broken the six-year barrier. Praise God. Isn't that cool? So, so congratulations. And get ready to do more than you've ever done before. And I know there's people watching by Facebook right now and whatever avenue and venue you may, may, may have available. And, and some are members of the church. I'm sure your mom's watching. Tricia, it's good to see you. Love you. Appreciate you. And uh, uh, I know there's others that are watching due to issues physically, and there's nothing wrong with that. I don't have any issue with that right now. But there will come a time frame where this stops and we're all under the same roof again, and, and you're going to sense a momentum shift. Uh, now, what I, what I want to uh, minister on for a little while this morning, and a little while is a very relative term, because I had the schedule of service this morning, and since your pastor blew past all his time frames, I assumed I could blow, I could blow past a couple of mine too. <laughs> uh, uh, what are you expecting? I, I'd really wanted to minister on breakout. I'd actually studied last night a little bit on, on a word the Lord gave me in 2019 that would be for this year. Uh, I guess maybe I'll have to come back before the end of the year before we hit 2021 and preach that one. Uh, on, on breakout. And, and what it means for breakout, and yes, you, you can take a break. Thank you. I, if, if you kept playing, we'd be here all afternoon. Uh, oh, it's good to see some, some instruments. Wow, that's so cool. We call drums in. I don't know where you're going to put them, but we call them in. We'll find a place for them. We'll, we'll, we'll pull, build a cage where they don't rock the whole wall out. <laughs> but uh, uh, 
the, the word breakout and, and what it means and signifies and, and there's vision that's tied to it. Of course, 2020 is a vision term, not just a year that we're in. And uh, how important that is. But the Lord started directing me. After I was looking at that about 11 o'clock last night, he started directing me toward something else. And I'm thinking, wow, it's 11 o'clock and I've got to get up in the morning. And so here we go. I was 10 minutes late. That's one reason why. Uh, what What are you expecting? You know, right now, I was talking to a, one of my spiritual sons yesterday, and, and one of the things that was uh, involved in our conversation was the focus of our nation. It's not just the focus of the church. It's the focus of our nation. Right now, our nation is completely and absolutely consumed with only two thoughts. One of them is coronavirus. The other one is the race issue. That is the absolute dominant thing driving our nation's thought patterns right now. And if, if we're not careful, we get swept into that wave. If we're not, now, 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 here again, I don't deny that it's happening. There's no question it's happening. I, I've got personal friends of mine. Uh, you know, I, know, I know Brother Randy uh, put on Facebook that, that he had been tested positive. I know Jim Surratt posted on Facebook that he had tested, Pastor Jim Surratt had tested positive for Corona. The spiritual son I was talking to yesterday, his whole family's tested positive for Corona. They're all doing great. They're all coming out of it. The only one even showing symptoms now is the younger son and his fever has now broken. So he's not contagious any longer. So the, all this is changing for them. So I don't want to deal with this from the standpoint of, oh, my God, there's some more people getting it. You know what? There's people getting everything. They're getting TB. They're getting the flu. They're getting colds. They're getting cancer. They're getting, you know, that is a part of the fallen human nature. So what we're dealing with right now, uh, let me say it like this. I don't deny its existence, that's for sure. I know people that are that have dealt with it. I don't deny its seriousness because I know, and y'all probably know as well, a young man whose mother contracted it. It's in this area. He's a pastor, and and she went home to be with the Lord. Never got off the ventilator. Underlying health issues and things like that 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 just compromised her immune system to fight it off. So I, I don't deny these things, but they've always existed. So why all of a sudden now are we in a national fervor over a virus and why are we in a national fervor over race issues when we've always had that on both sides, the virus and the race issues? Now, and, and, and here's, here's what I want to focus on for a few minutes here this morning. I, I want you to begin to realize something is trying to encapsulate our attention to keep us from focusing where we need to focus. Something's trying to divert our energy into something that, one, we, now, now as, as word, word people, as believers in healing, Certainly we have a voice in this concerning the virus. And certainly we have a voice in this concerning the race issues because the love of God will absolutely conquer everything. 
but but the whole thing we need to focus on is this if if we're focusing on corona what about the person that's got cancer and, and, and if we're focusing on corona, what about the family that's flowing in such dysfunction that everybody's flying apart? And if we're, do you hear what I'm saying? If we're focusing only on the race issue, then, then all of a sudden, then we're leaving other elements out. Because let me, let me share with you what I'm sensing in my spirit. Let, let me just, I'm, I'm getting real real with y'all this morning. What I'm sensing in my spirit is that these two things have come down the pipe at this moment. You know, by themselves, they're pretty big deals. But when you throw both of these things together, they're the terrible twins. There's no getting around it. Why at this moment are we dealing with that? I truly believe it is a tactic of the enemy to get us so distracted as a people. First of all, it's distracting the nation. And a fervor like I have never seen in my 64 years of life is occurring in our country that makes me think, am I even in the same nation I was born in? And and secondly, it has refocused the church. It has tried to dismantle the church. Thank God for pastors like yours that want to use some wisdom, but at the same time, we don't want to shutter the doors that we want to continue to reach people through the vehicle of media as well as the vehicle of assembling together under the same roof at the same time. And, and all of this points to me that the enemy realizes his time is getting real short, that his leash has diminished in length, and there is a church that is about to explode on the scene that will walk in such power and demonstration of the heaven that they've come from that he will have absolutely no recourse in stopping what they do in the earth. We're, we're you know, and here again, I, I know we've heard it, and here again, if you read the Apostle Paul's letters, they believed the same thing then, 2,000 years ago almost, that Jesus was coming soon. Well, if Paul believed that, how much more so we ought to believe that? And in light of the circumstances that are occurring in the world and the prophetic clock that you can just see, it's, it's, not, it's not ticking in slow motion any longer. That clock looks like it's racing around to midnight. We're living in the time frame in the season where the enemy realizes he wants to get something set up so that when we're taken out of here, now, if you believe you're going to go through the tribulation, that, that's your, your point of view, and, and I'm not going to say that's anti-biblical because biblically you can really point to pre-tribulation rapture, mid-tribulation rapture, and going through all seven years of it. So, so there's biblical viewpoints there that I respect. But let's just say it like this. Regardless of what, what's about to happen, whether you believe in pre-trib, mid-trib, or post-trib, we are living in a time frame where he realizes he's got to get all his ducks in a row so he can try to take over for all of it shut down. And, and all of this stuff is, that's going on right now is, is based on, uh, how do I say that without sounding crude? It's based on a, a, a mirage to try to get us out of focus 
for what we're supposed to do and how we're supposed to administrate the moment we're in. I'm not in that. If you're going to go through seven years of tribulation, if we go through, if I'm not in that moment yet. Oh, trust me, we're not in that moment yet. You need to go read the book a little more if you think we're in the seven-year tribulation. There's a plague that will be released in that time frame that is it uh, a third of humanity will die. And, and wrap your mind around that. Seven, over two billion people will die. Over, die, not get sick, die. Two, over two billion people. Population of the earth is about 7.5 billion. Over two people. That's just staggering to think about. This, is, this isn't even a pimple to that boil. What we're going through right now. I don't, I don't, I don't mean to demean it because if someone has lost a relative from it, Certainly, that's painful, but very likely that same relative, if they got the flu, it would have done the same thing. You see, the distraction has become politicized so that it's on front line of the paper all the time, and it's to distract us from our mission. What are we expecting? What What are we going for? Are we just trying to figure out? Well, how can we keep a you know our handful together uh, until it rides out? You know, we're gonna ride it out. Now, I'm not riding nothing out. I know the English isn't good, but you get the point. I'm not writing anything out. I am here in this moment for a purpose, to administrate the Lord's uh, desire and design in this season of time just as much as before January, I mean, January 2020 came around the corner. And as much as I should be doing some things when coronavirus dies down, I'm doing it now. I'm not waiting for a new season. I'm living in an era. Yes, yes, yes. So, so Christians have gotten so season-oriented, they don't realize that they're era people. E-R-A. We're living, we're living dispensationally. We're not just living for a moment of a season. Now, now let, let, me, let me read a scripture to you. <laughs> Ooh, I've already preached way too long with that part. Uh, Exodus 12. And you're saying, what in the world are you reading out of Exodus? Oh, that's the Passover. The death angel's going to pass over us. Well, that's true. I understand that. But what I want to read is verse 2. The Lord's speaking to Moses and Aaron. So, uh, what are you expecting? I'd ask you that question again. What are you expecting? Are you expecting somehow we're going to make it through this? And when we come out, it's going to be very much like it was before go back to life as normal listen i'll tell you what my new normal is nothing newer than the old normal i had it's called living in the spirit it's called living from his realm it's not it's not being tossed to and fro with with every circumstance oh gosh help me lord we're spoiled rotten. As Americans, we're spoiled rotten. We're so accustomed to not having major issues to deal with. Well, you just don't know what I've gone through. I, everybody's got their own issues. I understand that. Everybody's got their kids' issues. I've had them, still have them. They're all grown and gone. Still have them going on. Now I got grandkid issues. <laughs> Seems like it's multiplying. 
we all have issues. We all deal with stuff in life. I'm not trying to make what we deal with diminished in its importance. But on the scale of eternity, on the scale of living in China or in Iran or in Venezuela, hello, living under oppressive regimes that won't let you do what we're doing now without them walking in and marching us all to jail and you don't get a free pass overnight. They'll lock you up and throw away the key and some places execute us. So, so, so on, the, on the scale of when you look at it from the standpoint of what other folks go through, you realize all of a sudden this, this isn't that going to be that big a deal. We just got our focus out of balance. Let, let, me, let me tell you what's going to happen here in, in Exodus 12 two, This month shall be your beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. See, what in the world are you reading that scripture for right now? Because God's given us a restart. And when God says it's January 1, it's January 1, even if it's July 19th. When God says you get a restart, you get a reboot, you get a redo. When God says, I'm, I'm letting you, I'm not changing the clock from the standpoint of going backwards with it. I'm bringing it up to the moment in time that this is your January 1. This is our January 1. What are you expecting in your new year? What are you expecting in your, in your new era of living kingdom life? So, so we, we have to get focused like that. What are we focused on? Attention. Uh, 2 Corinthians. I need to get there real quick. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Most of y'all probably have already figured out I'll be going to this scripture at some point in time. Because it is the scripture that illustrates what I'm sharing right now better than anything. Uh, in verse 16 of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, it says, Therefore we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is uh, being renewed day by day. <laughs> For oh, 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 Here we are. Is that on the screen? Oh, no, it's not. Okay. Hopefully you're looking at your Bible or your phone or iPad or whatever the case may be. And you're not playing a spider solitaire. <laughs> it's one of the reasons my pastor doesn't, he doesn't like the electronic devices used as a Bible because the Bible is the Bible. That's all the Bible is. Whereas that electronic device is anything that that can get into it as a mini computer. But here again, that's that's just personal thing there. Uh, for our, uh, I don't know what your Bible says there. For our, okay, yours says momentary. What does somebody have? Light. That's what mine says. New King James. For our light affliction. Okay, I'm going to take the time. This is the Apostle Paul writing here. Turn over to chapter 11 real quick. Let's take a look at light affliction. Uh, 11.23. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more in labors, more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequently, in deaths often, from the Jews five times. Everybody say five. 
from the Jews five times, I received 40 stripes minus one. Okay, somebody help me with the math here. Five times he's beaten, probably with a cat of nine tails, not just a single singular whip, nine strips or so. But we won't do that much math with it. Five times he's been beaten, how much? 40. What's five times 40? 200. Save one each time. So that's five less. A hundred and ninety-five times. Now, now, even if that's a single whip, his back looked like a plowed field. There wasn't an inch of back skin on his back that wasn't scarred. If he's beaten with a cat of nine tails, he probably had where, where muscle had been ripped out from, from how they put pieces of bone and, and objects in the, weave it into that, that, that whip. So when, when it wrap around, it just rip right through like that. So, so I, I would say, let, let's go on. A couple more here. Uh, verse 24. From the Jews, five times I received 40 stripes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. That sounds like fun. Let's all have a rod beating service. Let's all line up. We're going to get a table up here, and Pastor John's going to bring the rod out, and he's going to be the first one on the table. Oh, I can't wait for this service. What an anointing we're about to get. Anybody? Oh, come on now. It's biblical. It's in the Bible. <laughs> I'll skip that service. <laughs> three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I've been in the deep, in journeyings often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils of the Gentiles, in perils in the sea, in perils in the wilderness, in perils. Oh, God. <laughs> Is anybody hearing what I'm reading right now? And we think we have it bad. This is the same guy that in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 said, for our light. Everybody say light again. Now, would you in, in your wildest imagination call that light affliction? I, personally, I wouldn't. I'm thinking, dear God, I'm hoping I could still love Jesus after going through all of that. So, so why are we rolling over and playing dead? Why are we why are we mully grubbing and just like the rest of the world's doing? Praise God. Let's live in our victory. Pull our bootstraps up, get ready to go to war, and absolutely conquer the devil who's trying to seek the church in America from fulfilling her mission. That's his design and his desire. But I've got news for him. There's more. There, uh, yeah, I like that, Lord. Oh, thank you for dropping that one on me just right there all of a sudden. There are more for us than there are against us. There's a, I, see, I, I travel all over the nation, and I start. I talk, I'll talk to waitresses, and I talk to people at Walmart because Ellen will say I'm a Walmart connoisseur. And... Uh, and I meet people in Walmart, and I talk to them. I met a guy in Walmart in Texarkana 
that had just moved here the first of the year from New Zealand. And he's working in Walmart. I'm thinking, why did you move from New Zealand for crying out loud? And and anyway, just a very interesting man. I just started talking to him, visiting with him, and just kind of welcoming him to America and you know, all that kind of stuff. His family had already been here. Anyway, don't get into that story. It's just too long. But but meeting people and talking to people and you, do you know the Lord or have you have you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Do you, do you, do you, do you go to church somewhere? I invite people to church all the time when I'm in Texarkana and and I meet folks. I pulled over the other day. There's a a, a van that's on the side of the road and it had a flat and I could tell they could, they weren't changing it. And the Lord prompted me said, I want you to turn around because I already missed stopping because uh, I didn't see it in time. He said, I want you to turn around and go help them. Guys, it's hot. That was that was 1030 in the morning. It's hot. I was clean. I had on my cool sports shirt. Lord said, turn around and go help them. So I turned around and go help them. I wasn't a lot of help other than I made the kids smile because I couldn't get the flat off. I got it off, but it had something else that broken under underneath it that was unfixable by my expertise, to say the least. I did want her to make it home safe, so I wasn't going any further with it. And anyway, I started talking to this lady, and her son's there, and I, I don't know if they were his kids or his daughter, her daughter's kids. I don't. Know. Anyway, visiting with these 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 folks, and and she had on a shirt that had something Christian on it. At least I thought it sounded Christian, and uh, I just started talking to her about the Lord and. She said, oh, yeah, I said, said, said I, I, I go to such and such church over in Louisville. I said, oh, that's wonderful, praise God. And, and uh said, but I've got a daughter, and she's a granddaughter that's on a trach, and she's got all kind of problems, and, you know, we got to bring her back to the doctor tomorrow. And I said, what's her name? I, she said, Kennedy. She said, I, I'm even remembering this still. I said, well, Father, I thank you. You're the healer. And that, that Kennedy's issues begin to reverse. Shared with her about a, a, a testimony of a man that had shared it with me, where in his in, and you may have heard me share this before here, but but uh, his wife was pregnant with I don't know if it was their first child or one of their children, and uh, red flags started popping up in the pregnancy, and the doctors finally brought him in and said, "Well, we hate to tell you this, but you you need to have an abortion. Uh, your your daughter." Uh, has her intestines are not in her abdomen. They're outside of it. Have you heard me share this before? A long time ago. Uh, they're outside of it, and uh, she has severe heart abnormalities, and along with that, she's Down syndrome. And they say there's no way this baby's going to make it through a uh, uh, time frame of her you being pregnant. It's not going to last through the pregnancy. Uh, if if it if the baby does, it's gonna die in the delivery. If it doesn't die in delivery, it'll die a couple of days later or a few hours later. If it doesn't die then, it's gonna die in a few months. And when this man's sharing his testimony with me, he introduces me to his 27 year old daughter who's married and got two kids. <laughs> because when she was born, her intestines were inside of her abdomen. There was no heart defects, and Down syndrome had been eliminated. And I shared that with that lady because obviously her granddaughter had some genetic abnormalities from the way she was describing it. And I said, if God can t 
take a baby in the womb and change its DNA structure. God can change that DNA, DNA structure of Kennedy. And 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 she she asked for she gave me her number and I texted her and and uh, uh, she texted me back and said said keep praying for Kennedy. Just just meeting on the side of the road changing a tire. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's that's what I'm trying to say here. We're the answer. We shouldn't be part of the problem. We should be the answer. Keep reading, Scott. First, Second Corinthians. I'm going to get somewhere today, guys, before we're through. For our light affliction momentary, and what it says in the Amplified, uh, for our light momentary affliction, I'm in verse 17 of Second Corinthians 4, which is but for a moment. I say moment. Some of us have lived long enough, as I look around this room, and see a little gray hair and a little less hair. <clears throat> I qualify on both sides. <laughs> Some of us have lived long enough to realize this that we're going through now is a moment. Now, granted, if we don't spawn properly in the moment, things can shift dramatically. If we respond properly in the moment, things will shift dramatically. It depends on what we do in this moment, which way this nation's going to shift. And we may think, well, we're just a small church and I'm just an individual and I don't know that many people and what kind of... I'm telling you, the influence you have in the realm of the Spirit as a child of God literally can shake the gates of hell to this very foundation and cause the enemy to begin to back up because you show up on the scene. When you begin to make, and I'm getting way ahead of myself now, when you begin to declare the Father's design instead of sitting over in the corner, sucking your thumb, crying over spilt milk, and going, oh, God, please do something. Please help us. God, you're in control. God's in control through his mechanism he put on the earth, which is called us. And when we don't respond properly to the leading of our Father and how to administrate his kingdom in our moment of time, then he has to wait for another generation to come up that will do it right. But all the havoc that comes down the pipe, Israel, well, it wasn't Israel then, the Hebrews were in 400 years of enslavement to Egypt. Somebody missed something somewhere. That was not God's design for his people to be enslaved. Somebody missed a moment. And that moment cost them four centuries. So somebody in the church has to wake up so they can release a new awakening. Begin to pray these things out. Declare these things out so that we begin to shape the atmosphere instead of the atmosphere shaping us. Let me read. For this light momentary affliction, which is but for a moment, that's where I stopped again, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, we're familiar with this verse, we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things that are not seen. But it says we're looking. We look not to the things that are seen, but we are looking to the things that are not seen. How can you look for something you can't see? Because your eyes 
your heart has eyes. Ephesians says that, where I believe it's in Ephesians one around verse fifteen, sixteen, somewhere in there. It says that that the that the that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened, and that word understanding there is heart. In the original Greek, cardiac, cardio, that the eyes of your heart will be enlightened. So this vision is strictly tying us to the natural realm. But this vision ties us into the supernatural realm. And if we'll learn to walk by this vision, we can change what we see with this vision. You can change your life. You can change your family. You can change your block. You can change your apartment complex. You can change your city. You can change your area. You can change your state. You can change your nation. Are you hearing me today? I just, we, quit looking at yourself being small. You are, you are in righteousness in Christ. And he carries the scepter of righteousness. So that means you're in that scepter. And when you respond appropriately and properly to the design of heaven and how to administrate it in the earth, all of a sudden the of the king is extended. You're the scepter. And what he begins to declare is being declared through you. And his declarations begin to take shape and to create what he is saying. Let me finish this verse. For we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are not seen. For the things that are seen are Temporal or temporary. But the things that are not seen with the natural eye, but we look at them with the spiritual eye, the things that are not seen are eternal. The, 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 here again, I'm going to back up a little bit. Now, now here, I, I'm, I don't like what's going on. I don't like COVID. I don't like all the race issue going on. I believe there's, there's better ways to have handled both. There's no question about that. But, you know, with the COVID thing, People didn't know what to do, so they just did something. Some people are trying to utilize it to their own benefit. Others are pure in their motive. It's just out of their spectrum of knowledge. Even the medical community is divided on it. Wear a mask, don't wear a mask. Why fight it? Just wear it. You know, when you're around a group of people who don't care, it doesn't matter. But when you go to Walmart, wear the mask. Why? Well, I'm just I'm I'm a Texan. I'm an Amer I'm I'm a Texan before I'm an American. <laughs> hey, I grew up in Southeast Texas. I know Texas. You can take the boy out of Texas, but you can't take the Texas out of the boy. I, I understand that. But but you know what? Just being respectful, just wear the thing so that somebody else isn't getting all out of gear over it. Unless the Lord tells you not to wear it, then somebody's going to say, you need to be wearing that thing. No, I don't. I am wearing one. I'm wearing one called the blood of Jesus. I'm telling you, that one's perfect. It works all the time for everything. Then you got a witness opportunity. But if the Lord, don't let your arrogance be your leader. Because you let your arrogance be your leader, you're being led by the soul, and the soul makes a horrible master. The mind, will, intellect, and emotion is a horrible master. But when you're led by the spirit, the soul becomes a wonderful servant. Woo!
Because with this, we contact this world. But with this, we contact our world. This ain't my world. I know the English is bad. If my wife watches this, I'm going to get in trouble. This is not my world. I'm just here for the moment. I'm here for the moment. I live in eternity. We need to start living like that. Because then we'll be less political. Because the politics are going to change with the next president, with the next flip in Congress or the Senate, with whatever happens down the pipe, whether it's November, four years after that, four years after that, or four years after that. That pendulum just just swings all over the place. But this pendulum never changes because its government is not built on the desire of man. It is government is built on the king who established and he does not change ever. So if he said it, it settles it. And when I walk in agreement with it, I get it. Glory to God. And when I walk in that dominion he has given me as his child on the earth, then all of a sudden his kingdom moves from his dimension into this dimension. Thy kingdom, thy will be on as it is in. That's our job. That's our job description. Uh, so, So we're not looking at the things that, what are you expecting? You know, I'm, you know, we got an election coming up in November. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Everything going on right now. And, and, and <laughs> I mean, there's all kind of thoughts on both sides. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I have some persuasions. And I'm not embarrassed by those persuasions. I'll never vote for a party that believes in death. I just won't. I wouldn't vote before I'd vote for that. I just wouldn't even go. And I'm talking about abortion. I think y'all put two and two together there pretty quick. I just can't go there. That, that, I don't, you know, the, the, the financial part of it, that's going to swing both ways. And certainly I don't want more taxes, but, you know, bottom line, sooner or later it's going to go up because <laughs> it's the nature of the beast. You can't give it enough. <laughs> and there's all kinds things there that are way above my pay grade but life and death are not and as far as I'm concerned that's the most important part of pay grade is life and death we cannot continue to be uh, we cannot be continue to be worshipers of Baal and expect his blessing it, 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 it he never God has never honored systems that systematically destroyed life ever whether it was babies in a womb or babies that were put on an altar and a knife jabbed through their chest and blood spell out on an altar. Whether it was in ancient times or in current times, he's never honored it and he never will because he's the author of life. But what's going to change that? We're the only mechanism that can. We we were the ones who could have stopped it to start with, but we missed our moment then. But guess what? We got another moment now. We're not without moments because our nation still has a, a little bit of a, a move direction. So we take advantage of it. 
in our lifetime. And here, yeah, I'll say that. This other thing I was talking my spiritual son last night about. I said the, the, the thing the devil does much better than the church, much, much better, so much better, is that he doesn't mind waiting. He has generationally set up systems to fall that had God as a part of their government. And four generations ago, didn't even see it coming. So they just live for their generation. I'm looking for some people. I'm looking for some pastors. I'm looking for some churches that aren't living for now. They're living for when they won't be here. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That that, that they, they know how to walk. I'm not saying the devil's patient. I'm just saying he's persistent. He's willing to set something up. You know, communist, communists said this, and I believe communism is in, in its essence, if it's followed totally out, certainly is not a godly form of government because it's controlled by the government. God doesn't want any government controlling his people. He wants his people controlling the government. Anyway, the, 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 the enemy has been willing to, to generationally position us now to where our nation is very weak. And the two things going on right now in our nation have proven that point. Uh, emotionally, we're a very, very weak society. We're not healthy. Our death rate is higher than nearly any other nation, yet we're not the most populous nation in the earth. And part of that is because we're not healthy physically. So we're more susceptible to the coronavirus taking us out. I'm looking for pastors and churches that are not living for now. They're living for four generations down the road. That things will be put into motion now that will have a fruition after we're gone. We begin to get the cart rolling, but we know somebody else is going to bring it into the city. And we, we, we're, we're not like David. We don't have to bring that cart of the presence of God into the city to where the whole city's rejoicing, but we want the cart to start going that direction so four generations down the road, if I can't get it there, somebody will. Because that's how the devil operates. He operates to systematic, oh, as, as communism. Back when I was a kid, Stalin, if I'm not mistaken, said this. He said, we'll take over America and never have to fire a shot. You know what? Do you realize what that comment is? Socialism is the beginning of communism. A socialist society. I'm not trying to do history and all that right now, but let's put the pieces of the puzzle together and you begin to see, dear God, what's going on in our nation? We weren't established to be a socialistic society. We were established by a group of godly men. Yes, they had their faults. Yes, they did some things they shouldn't have done. That was a different day. That wasn't today. And when we start dealing with the race issue and all that, and, you know, uh, you know, I was brought and I didn't want to come here. No, you were born here, so you weren't brought here. There's no person in this nation right now from ancestral lines, whether they're Hispanic or they're African-American, which is kind of an oxymoron in itself because there are more black people besides Africans in the world. But we use that to be 
to be uh, generous to say that. I'm not, I'm not saying we use crude terminology for sure. But call us black, call us white, call us brown, call us yellow, call us red. Just color spectrum is all it is. All of them are shades of brown. This is a shade of brown. It is not white. My collar, my cuff is white. My skin is not. You just a little, you stayed in the oven a little longer than I did. That's all you did. And because I didn't stay in the oven long enough, now I have to put sunscreen on. <laughs> had burn off spots on my hand and forehead and everywhere else. And if there was a, a, a black person in here, I'm talking about a very dark, complected black person you could still you could still put a black coat or my black coat up against them and it's still not going to be the same black this is it's just a dark dark shade of brown we're, we're fighting over pigments huh? has there been misuse oh most certainly my wife grew up when it was segregation i went to a, 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 a there were no ain't nothing but caucasians where i went to went to school saratoga texas there were no Hispanic people, no Asian people, no African-American people. There were no multicultural people. There were rednecks and non-rednecks. That was Saratoga. West Harden. Rednecks and non-rednecks. Those are the only two classes of people in our school. <laughs> oh, come on. So, so I, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't grow up with this. I was less prejudiced than people that went to school with folks that were different colors of skin. It still boggles my mind. My dorm mother thought when I went to Lamar, she wondered if the coaches had lost their mind. They, they had me rooming with a, a manager of the football team that he was lily white. He, was, he put the white white. David Collins, I think, was his name. Man, I got a good memory. Thank you, Jesus. 1974. And she thought I was black. Don't begin to guess why. <laughs> derogatory term. Very derogatory. She thought I was black because of my last name. I ought to be careful doing this. On, it needs to be on social media. And she was so relieved when I got there and I wasn't black. I, I wasn't black. And I was thinking when she told me that, she didn't say it exactly like that. She, she was just trying to not cause a stink. I was thinking, well, I'll tell you what, it wouldn't bother me if one of my, if the room, in fact, several of these other guys that are black in persuasion, I'd rather have for a roommate than the one I had. I had a guy preach for me one time in North Louisiana. He was a black man. He was a tall black man. He wasn't as tall as Brandon, but he's tall. Man, Brandon's one of my spiritual sons. I stand by Brandon. How many of y'all have met Brandon Cornelius? He's been here. I know I was here when he was here. He's 6'8". And he can jump. This white boy can't jump, but that man can jump. 6'8". He's black. I stand beside him and look at everybody, and he'll have his arm around me. I'll have his arm around him. Neither say I'd have to do this for his shoulder. And 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 we're standing there together. And I say, doesn't he take after his daddy? He receives that as a compliment. 
I receive him as a compliment to me because we don't look at this stuff. Yes, there's issues with it, but the issue's not going to change because we legislate something. The issue's going to change because of a heart of a people that begins to change. And the only institution in America that has the possibility of even beginning to do that is not the government, pray tell. I don't want them touching it. It's the church that begins to be the less segregated society meeting on Sunday. Because right now, this is one of the most segregated moments in the entire week for the American culture. Somewhere, this has got to change right here. I'm not talking about here in this church. I'm talking about in the church at large. And we begin to understand, because see, we look not those things that are seen, but the things that are not seen. What are you expecting? What are you expecting? Well, yeah, we had we had some we had some protest in our community. Well, were they peaceful? Well, praise God. Thank God Dr. Martin Luther King had peaceful protests, refused to go the violent route. And he's the one that God used to shift the whole culture of our nation in the extremely segregated South. Others begged him to go a violent route. He refused to do it. Refused to do it. When they bombed his house and his wife and kids were inside, thank God none of them were hurt. They, they, they said he stood in his front yard and people would come by and say, Martin, are you ready to go, go to violent protest now? And he said, I forgive them. And I know Dr. King had a couple of issues in his life, but the thing was, he was, he was expecting that God could use one man to help change the culture of a nation. And he did it in such a way that it was demonstrating love and not hate. Because hate can only reproduce what it is, but love can only reproduce what it is. Oh. And what, what we, if we'll get this, as the body of Christ, begin to see people the way God sees them. He's just a little different, darker dirt than I am. Because that's all this is, is a mud sack. There's only two races in the earth. There's the races of the father of the devil and the race of the father of God. And that's it. There is no other race in the earth. Well, whether there's a human race, the human race is made up of two races. It's not Zambians, and it's not Australians, and it's not the, the Chinese, and it's not the Ugandans, and it's not the Iranians and the Iraqians. It's not the Americans. It is made up of two races. Jesus looked at the religious leaders of his day, and he said, you are of your father, the devil. There's only two races. One of them is born on the planet again. When you're born again of the Spirit, you enter the race of heaven. And until you are born again into that race, then you're of the race of Satan. You may be a good person, but you're separated from God. And when we begin to understand that, we'll start, we'll start looking at people differently. We'll start having compassion on them, even in their anger. Because something's stirring this in them that is beyond 
reasonable. Something is causing this. You know, all these riots and stuff going on. Come on, church. Does this look familiar to something Romans talks about? They've been given over to a reprobate mind. And Ephesians talks about in Ephesians 4 where it says he said that, that, that to put away lasciviousness. Lasciviousness means lack of, it's not sexual perversion. That's just a part of it. Lascivious means, lasciviousness means lack of restraint. Proverbs chapter 29 verse 18 talks about what happens when people be, begin to walk out of, uh, out of uh, vi- not have vision. Without our vision, my people perish. And I, well, there's so many translations I'd like to go into that I'm not going to take time for it. One translation says where there's no prophetic vision, where there's no revelation of God, people run wild, one translation says. A nation devoid of God, people run amok. I'm quoting different translations. I'm not making words up right now. So that illustrates so quickly to me there's two races on the planet, the one promoting the kingdom of God and the one promoting the kingdom of darkness. And many times those in the kingdom of darkness do not realize what they're promoting because he's deceptive and he's manipulative. He doesn't want them to realize because if they realize, they may get in this other kingdom. They may realize, dear God, why don't I have anything to do with that? That's going to lead to death. God's not, God doesn't cover his with a hidden agenda. Oh, the devil does all the time. Because if somebody's looking at death, they don't want anything to do with it if they really think about it. But boy, when they look at it at God's side, he's promoting love and peace and joy and temperance and meekness and patience and long-suffering. He's promoting life. Everybody say life. Oh, Jesus. I got to quit. I haven't got halfway through. Oh. Give me give me a couple more minutes here. Um. So what are we focused on? Where's our attention? Are we behind or ahead? Are we following or leading? Are we in panic or purpose? That was a phrase that the Lord actually gave me in in March, those two words there. He said, people are in panic when I want them to be in purpose. And purpose produces potential. Uh, Are we Egyptian or Hebrew? Do we live in Egypt or Goshen? Because in Egypt, all the plagues hit them. But in Goshen, nothing touched them. And when you live in God's system, the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. We're getting poised for a wealth transfer that will stagger our imagination. You'll, you won't even have to mention anything about resources for the Beaumont thing. I'm not saying you don't, but it, it, that's the kind of wealth transfer we're about to step into. You, you won't even have to mention it. Oh, if you want to sow toward it for your benefit, go ahead and sow far toward it. But we've got enough to do 10 of them. Oh, come on now. See, we, we think the devil's the only one setting stuff up right now. God's setting things up for us to be launched into such a motion 
of spiritual momentum. I started to use the word activity. He said, don't use the word activity. Use the word momentum. That it's going to launch us in the place that we should have been in 10 years ago, and it's going to happen in a year or two. See, and that's what restoration is. Restoration is not just getting you uh, to where it's better than it was yesterday. It's getting you to a place that's better than it could have been even if you'd never gone through what you went through 10 years ago. And it happens like that. It's quick. It's sudden. What do you expect? That's what I expect. I expect churches that have had, had taken hits from this, I expect them to come out of this so strong, it'll, it'll just literally boggle their mind. They're going to literally go to Ephesians 3.20 and say, whoo, that was my scripture then, and I'm seeing the reality of, of it now, that he'll do far above what I can dare, dream, think, ask, or imagine. Woo! See, that's, that's the design of heaven. But, but if you're not expecting that, then you diminish the results of it because God works with our belief system and he won't force his goodness on you. He'll conjole you. He'll reach out. He'll pull. He'll send people in your path. He'll do everything he can without violating you. But it's worth climbing on board that train. Soul train. (laughs) People all over the world. Join hands. Join the soul. I'm messing the words up. Soul train. That's a train you want to get on. I'm not talking about the one I was singing about. I'm talking about the train of the spirit. Uh, Ezekiel 37. I'm not going to turn there. You're very familiar with it. And I'm in the process of wrapping up here. Uh, Ezekiel 37 is the valley of dry bones. And the spirit of God asks his prophet, Can these bones live? Can the golden triangle live? Well, y'all were braver than Ezekiel. Ezekiel looked at, I'm saying he looked at God. He responded to the Lord. He said, Lord, you know. Because Ezekiel wasn't sure. I mean, he's looking at a valley, but bleached. We're not talking about not even skin left on these bones. It's just bleached white bones. All over the valley, can these bones live? He didn't say, can one or two of them be resurrected. He said, can all of them be resurrected? Uh, I want you to know you're stepping into a new dimension of my way where the things of the kingdom are going to be commonplace for you every single day. It won't just be every now and then that you knock on the door and come into a new view, but you're going to begin to experience from the level I'm taking you to brand new, brand new, brand new, brand new, brand new. For you've submitted your lives to me to do it my way. And as a result, I'm letting you know today, (laughs) I get tickled when he has me do this one, you're going to make some hay. (laughs) And your life will be bettered because you've said yes to me. But it's, it's even more than just in the realm of the spirit I want you to see. In every phase of your being, spirit, soul, and body, you will be blessed further than you can even dream and think. Because you've said yes to me, and you've learned how to drink. In fact, you've gone past the drinking stage, and you're starting to live in the river with me. And as you navigate my river, 
you're going to have revelation to see. Hallelujah. Woo! Is that a good word for you guys? Praise God. I don't even know y'all, so thank you, Jesus. Uh, where was I there for? He had me divert for a second or two. Oh, oh, dry bones, yeah. That's what got me going that direction. Dry bones. And and what did the Lord say to Ezekiel to do? Come on, y'all y'all should know this one. It's prophesy. Prophesy to those bones. Mortal? Said son of man. That's what a mortal is, son of man. Prophesy to those bones. And he prophesied. He had to prophesy twice. Understand that one, they all came together physically. Two, the breath had to come into them. I understand that. But God did nothing until his man prophesied. We wonder why we got the mess going on. And you know, want to know why? Because of Psalms 32.3 where it says, uh, uh, in fact, I need to read it. I started to just misquote it a little bit, but the Lord said, I want you to not misquote that. Y'all give me just a second. I don't have it marked. Are y'all okay out there? Uh, Psalms 32.3. When I kept silent, my bones grew old through my groaning and complaining all the day long. Holding it in won't change it without. But if you say the wrong thing, you're, not, you're going to change it. It's going to get worse instead of better. Complaining, groaning, oh, gloom, despair, and agony on me. See, see as soon as you go into the hee-haw song, and, you know, I've got enough gray hairs in here today that you know the he-haws. This, these, these two over here, they don't even have a clue. That just you got to Google it or go to YouTube. He-haw. You've, just, you've, you've not lived till you've heard the he-haw song. And since you haven't heard it, gloom, despair, I'll just, I'll just help you hear it real quick. Agony on me. Oh, deep, dark depression, excessive misery. If it weren't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. Gloom, despair, and agony on me. So, so now you don't have to go to YouTube. <laughs> Pastor John saying, why didn't I just postpone all of it today? <laughs> you know, a lot of Christians, that's their theme song. Because you get around them and they don't talk any different than the world talks. You expect it out of the world. You don't expect it out of the people of God who are believing God to do far above. I'm doing believing God to do far above and singing the hee-haw song. They don't go together. My wife made a statement, and, and she said she didn't think it was original, but she couldn't think where she got it from, so I just originated it with her. Fear tolerated. Is faith contaminated? Some of y'all saw that post on Facebook. I got more hits on that post than I think anything I've ever put on there. I want to run it again and say, to give your offering, go to. <laughs> fear tolerated. Now, now, fear comes on all of us. Fear comes, but it depends on who, who when he knocks on the door, who answers. 
Is fear answering fear? Because if that's true, then fear moves in a little stronger. But if faith answers the door, when you open the door, fear won't even be there. Because fear cannot occupy the same space that faith does any more than faith will occupy the space that fear's in. It, It may be circling around you, but it's not in. But when we tolerate it, when we tolerate it, when we pet it a little bit. <laughs> when we tolerate it a little bit, we pat it. Yeah, I, I, you know, everybody's going to have a little bit of fear every now and then, and everybody's going to get scared. And find, Tell me where that's in the Bible. I tell you where it says something about fear. Job said it. The thing I feared most has come upon me. Open the door wide open. People say, you get so, I I don't go into that. I can't go there right now. But that theology, I'm I'm there. I might as well say it now. That theology, you you know, well, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The, The Lord gives blessing and he takes away the curse. Why do we have to make everything about God negative? We sing, he's a good, good father, it's who you are. And all of a sudden, next thing out of our mouth, God sent that hurricane to teach him a lesson. Dear Lord, come on, people. We sound schizophrenic. Make God look schizophrenic. One day, he's loving you with everything he's got, and the next day, he's got a baseball bat up there beating you over the head with it. Good grief. My daddy's a good daddy. Always. He can't change. For him to change, he would have to get off his throne. He's not going to do that. So, when we begin to align our mouth up, let, let, me, let, me, let me give you two scriptures here real quick. One's Philippians 6, and another one's Hebrews, Hebrews 4.12. Uh, Philippians 6 says that the communication of your faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing in Christ Jesus. Everybody say good. Your faith being shared becomes effective when you share God's goodness and when you believe God's good. And you quit blaming God for what the devil's done or you've done. Now, that word effectual there is the word intergase. It means to be active. Everybody say active. This is not a passive word. It is an active word. It is where we get the word um, energetic. The the derivative of energetic is from that Greek word intergase. Hebrews 4 gives us another clue in this. For the word of God is quick. That means alive. Everybody say alive. The word of God is alive and, nope, there's another word before sharp. The word of God is, is alive and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. The word of God is alive and powerful, sharper than, and I'm not going to quote the rest of it because that's not where I need to go. The word of God is, well, yes, I do. The word of God is alive and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the dividing of the soul and the spirit and the bone and the marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. 
See, if you want your heart to be able to see, the word's got to get in it. Because if you don't have the word in your heart, you have no revelation. That the eyes of your heart may be revealed to them the, what the word's saying. Enlightened. The word of God is quick. I'm going to use the old King James because that's what most people have in their head. And powerful. That word powerful there is the same word used as effective in Philemon 6. It's energase. The word of God is alive and active. Energetic. Has ability to it that when it is used, it will reproduce itself. If it's not used, it'll lay in a dormant seed. But once that seed finds a soil to get planted in, it'll grow and produce 30, 60, and 100 fold in your life. And I'm not just talking about money. That's talking about what the word will do in your life because it'll re replicate itself many times over. Wow. See, what are you expecting? See, all this ties into what I'm talking about this morning, guys. What, what we're expecting. Well, if Trump doesn't get elected, I just don't know what's going to I know it's going to happen. Someday he won't get elected. He can't run but one more term. If we'll do what we're supposed to do, we'll get the lead instead of dragging up in the rear. We'll begin to have a voice that supersedes the voice of craziness. And it's not because we get on television. There's nothing wrong with that. It's not because we get the newsprint. It's not. Be, it's because we're spirit beings making a spiritual impact on a natural world that the natural world doesn't have the capacity to resist if we'll take our place. The devil's had so many chances that, that he tried to snuff out this thing called the kingdom of God on the earth. He never succeeded in one of them. Oh, it got dark at times. They called it the dark ages for a reason. It was king size bad. He couldn't stop it then. He couldn't stop it with with Moses and Pharaoh. He tried to kill, he tried to kill all the babies and get Jesus. Hey, if he couldn't win then, he doesn't win now. And the only time he'll ever think he's winning is when he's deceived in himself to the point that during the tribulation, whether you think you're going through it or not, during the tribulation, he's got his boy sitting on the bench as the Antichrist, dictating to the world what it can do and can't do. Even then he's going to be limited. <laughs> and when that seven-year period moment, seven years, when that seven years is over, all of a sudden his self-deception is going to become total reality because he's going to be cast into the lake of fire. Okay. Woo, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I didn't, <laughs> so, operate from your eternal position declaration you're seated with Christ in heavenly places hello Henry Thomas now give me just a second I've got to check my emails real quick some of y'all actually believe me 
Now I'm getting scripture. Uh, Ephesians 2.6 says, uh, you've been seated with Christ in heavenly places. I want to read this out of the message translation. God raised us up with Christ, the exalted one, and we are ascended with him into the glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly realm. For we are now co-seated as one with Christ. God, I wish that was on the screen because that is so good. That's message translation. He raised us up with Christ, the exalted one. And he raised us up with Christ, the exalted one. Boy, I'm going to make a statement here. And it might take pastor the rest of the year to, to, to straighten this out. But if you've been raised... With Christ, the exalted one, what does that make you? Oh, I'm blowing your mind now, ain't I? Poor English. What is he called? What did he say he was? He's called what? Are you raised with him? Then as far as God's concerned, you're exalted. You don't exalt yourself. He exalted you. Oh, dear God, he seated me with Christ in heaven. Oh, I'm going to read this one more time. He raised us up with Christ, the exalted one, and we ascended. Shut up. <laughs> but I'll just anyway. <laughs> we ascended with him into the glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly realm. For we are now co-seated as one with Christ, the exalted one. What are you expecting? You're expecting doom and gloom and all that. Guess what? You're out of you're out of your seat. And if you're out of that seat, you're also out of your mind. Because who doesn't want to sit with Christ in heavenly places? Far above, Ephesians 1 says, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named in this age and in that which is to come. And he's placed all of that in the next verse in the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Dear God, that's who we are. What are you expecting? Because anything less than that is lower than your position. And here's how most Christians work. Oh, dear God, please help us. Oh, Jesus, please, we got to help you. Don't help us. We're not going to make it. And I'm not saying there's not time frames of petition to God, but I'm going to tell you where your most effective prayer is, is when you start praying with God. When you start praying from your seat, because then you're no longer praying. Then you know the will of the Father. And when you know the will of the Father, you declare it to be so. You're working with him not asking him to help you. Oh, you've got to have his help. That, that should be a given. We should have outgrown this, this false humility thing. We should be past that by now. Dear God, I can't heal in that. And I can take cancer drop the root when I lay hands on it from my heavenly seat. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Oh, dear God. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, so operate from your heavenly seat. Laugh at the devil. Psalms 37. I'm going to give you this one real quick. Psalms 37, 12 and 13 says, The wicked plots against the just. He gnashes at him with his teeth. 
Next part of the verse says, the Lord laughs at him. Somebody laugh. I don't feel like laughing. That's your problem. You live by your feelings. This kind of laughter has nothing to do with your flesh. It has nothing to do with something being funny. It has everything to do with knowing your position. The Lord laughs at him. Where are you seated? You're seated with Christ above in heavenly places. Far above. Everybody say far above. Far above. Far above all. All principality, power, and might, and dominion, and every name that is named in this age and world and that which is to come. Wow. Far above. I'm seated far above, Pastor John. Far above. Pastor Jeff, I'm seated far above. He's back there playing spider solitaire. Now I'm just messing with him. <laughs> oh, he's back there saying, you need to cut this thing off or we have to cut you off. <laughs> My pastor always preaches past the three hours. <laughs> Far above. That's why I can laugh. Because I see his end, I see, I see what's coming for him. For he sees that his day is coming. Lord laughs at him. Ha ha ha. Ha 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 ha. Ha 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 ha. I like you. I don't even know you. I like you. You're a good guy. Woo. You're Nathaniel. A man in whom is no guile. Huh. Woo. Boy, I heart, boy, when I put my hand on your shoulder, I heard the Spirit of God just say this, and it, I'm not I'm gonna say it, I guess just from word of knowledge perspective. I heard riches. Riches. How many of y'all like that word? Everybody's saying, come put your hand on my shoulder and say that. Well, if that hits your spirit, grab it because it's part of the word. You can grab it whether I say it to you directly or not. I heard rich, yeah, but but it, but he's not wanting me to emphasize the material side of it. That you will experience without a doubt. But he said the riches that he's more interested in you discovering are the riches in his, in his presence, the riches of his, of his covenant blood-bought word, the riches of his design for your life. And if you'll discover those riches, the other ones will come. And if you'll stay in pursuit of his presence, ministry will become a flow of your life that's as natural as breathing and it will be as enjoyable as eating. Whew. Glory to God. That's never get anybody bored like that. Thank you, Jesus. Let's see what happens when you sit on the front row. <laughs> I've gone to the back of the church before. That's not an issue. Oh, yeah, this lady right here. The Lord wants you to, yeah, you, yeah, you. <laughs> he, he, he said, go to the back row, so I'm going to the back row. <laughs> he said, things in your life are about to shift and about to change. Some things that have been uh, long enduring that are not the, des the design of heaven are about to change. Uh, resistance from certain people that are close to your heart are going to begin to diminish and all of a sudden, it's going to look like you got a brand new start. Now, I, I don't know what that means because I don't know you at all. Uh, hopefully, this is on target. It's on target. Uh, shift. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you like this. He said to tell her, tell her to just shift a little bit her expectation. 
because you've lived in a repression to some degree for so long that the expectancy's lost its edge. It's not that you've lost faith, and it's not that you've quit. It's just you've, oh, dear God, I get, when it happens, it happens. He said, get that, get that edge back on the expectation. Because when you get the edge back on the expectation, the shift's going to occur as soon as you do. Oh, glory, glory, glory. That's worth an extra couple of minutes there. Uh, so, 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 so we operate from our eternal position. We're, we're seated with God so that we can laugh at our enemy because we see that his day has come. Because at that time frame, it was coming. Now it has come through the death, burial, and resurrection. And we can experience Proverbs 27, I mean Proverbs 17, 22. A merry heart does good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. Complaining and grumbling and mumbling and groaning like Psalms 32, 3 says. I want to read this to you out of uh, the uh, Passion Translation. A joyful, cheerful heart brings healing to both body and soul, but the one whose heart is crushed struggles with sickness and depression. Wow. Ha ha. I don't feel like laughing all the time. That's when I usually laugh most. I didn't feel like laughing coming over here this morning. But they started singing that river song on Bethel, and I just went there. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, ha, ha. Because it's, it's not a matter. It's, it's, here again, it's not necessarily laughing. That's just that's one response. The key is you put a smile on your face. You start, you start telling your face what your spirit knows. Start telling, you, telling your words what your spirit knows. And you start declaring what your spirit knows. What does my spirit know? I win. I'm in victory. I'm not going to it. I'm in it. I have it now. I possess it. My Lord Jesus paid the ultimate price in his death, burial, and resurrection so I could walk in the fullness of the kingdom of God. I refuse. I refuse. I refuse to live in a lower position. I refuse to live in a lower nature. I've been seated with Christ in heavenly places. And don't want to take myself down. He won't take me down from that place. I'm the one who has the power to remove myself from that position, and I just don't do it. I'm staying in my seat, and from my seat, I can make declaration, and my declaration is as the word of God when he said, light be, and when I speak it, it begins to take form and shape in the world that I live in. Things begin to change and begin to shift, so we get new opportunities. So, yeah, stand to your feet. That's where I need to get you right now. Woo. I could keep going, but I'll quit. And that Proverbs 17, 20, it's your med. Merry heart doth good like a what? Like a what? Like a medicine. Everybody say medicine. Have you had your energy pill today? <laughs> that's, what, that's what the joy of the Lord is. Nehemiah 8, 10, the joy of the Lord's your strength. That's your energy pill. You start running low on energy. That 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 should tell you something right there. You need to you need to get the flow going. You need to get the flow going, whether it's laughter or 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 just just singing to the Lord a a, a happy song. Don't don't sing that that old old spiritual. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Nobody knows like Jesus. <laughs> He's too young to have even heard that one before. <laughs> My mother-in-law used to sing that one for fun. 
And she would do that. That's why I went the base route. Nobody knows like Jesus. <laughs> no. You sing, you sing a happy song. Because inside your heart's full of joy. You just got to prime the well every now and then between your mind and your heart. Because you, your mind's the plug. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a happy song. Ha, ha, hallelujah. Ha, ha. Oh, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Do, do. You heard that one? He is my anchor in the midst of the waves. Oh, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Now I find him when I praise the joy of the Lord is my strength. Ha, ha, hallelujah. Ha, ha, hallelujah. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, it's a great song. Y'all look it up on YouTube. It's a great song. We used to sing, we sang it at camp over a year ago, youth camp. I'm telling you, kids running around the building, laughing in the floor, rolling all over the place. They look like holy rollers, and they didn't even know what the term was. <laughs> oh, you need you need to prime that well, ha-ha. Well, I just right now need to go feed my stomach. That's a part of our problem. We, we're too sense-oriented. You preach too long. So what? <laughs> huh? Come on now. Stay with me for a couple more minutes here. So what? Jesus, the only thing I'm not going to do is if, unless somebody brings some loaves and fishes in here, I'm not going to multiply them. We got donuts in the back. We can lay hands on those and multiply them. I hand them to the pastors of the house, and they can break it and pass it around. Everybody can have a donut or two or three or however many you need. Fill up. Not real healthy. Fish and bread's better. <laughs> fish and chips. That's the first fish and chips right there. No, we're not moved by what we see. We're not moved by what we feel. We're moved by what we believe. I believe the good report. I believe, I believe, I believe the victory report. I believe in the blood. I believe in the name. I believe in the word. I believe in the eternal kingdom of heaven. I believe in his realm. There's no curse. And if there's no curse in his realm, then I can begin to at least start operating with less curse in my realm. Glory to God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So, so we're looking at this moment as, as, and, and make, make this declaration. Say, new opportunities. Now, now, this is you saying it. I've got it written down. These were the things he told me to get people to say. New opportunities. There's some people getting rich right now off the coronavirus because they seized the opportunity. And there's Christians that the Lord gave the same idea to the people of God, and they just said, oh, no, that's, that won't work. Woo! Disqualified themselves from it. I've been asking the Lord, let a, let a Christian scientist that will give you the glory discover a vaccine for this thing. Why not? So, 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 so make these, these are, these are faith declarations for you. Now, these are just real simple, but this gets you started into talking to the dry bones. Say new, new opportunities, new kingdom methods, wealth transfer. Hey, I got a little stronger on that one. New hunger, new awakening. 
this is our moment to seize for the third great awakening. I've asked the Lord to let me live long enough to see the third great awakening and be a part of it. Because there's not your generation and my generation. Right now, the smallest baby that was just born one second ago in America to the oldest senior citizen in our country makes one generation. We are one generation with different age brackets. And I'm believing God to use your age bracket powerfully in the Great Awakening. But don't you think for one minute that I'm not going to be involved with you. Because <laughs> I want to help you. I don't necessarily have your physical energy to run with it anymore. I still have quite a bit, but maybe not quite like you do. But there's things that you have that I need, and there's things you have you need. And we work together as one generation. We'll see a great awakening. New opportunities, new kingdom methods, new wealth transfer, new awakening. And all of it is done not from the platform of sorrow and woe is me. And oh dear God, this is so hard, but it's worth it for the kingdom. Paul didn't do that. He went through a lot more stuff than we did. No, we do it with joy. We do it in honor. Father, what a privilege. What a privilege. Re regardless of my physical state, what a privilege. What a privilege to be alive now, to present to a world that is broken and dysfunctional what your kingdom can give them in their heart. And plant churches. Plant, 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 plant. <laughs> I don't know why he has me hung up on that five when I say that one. I said that to somebody the other day. See you planting five churches. I forget who it was. I've said that to you before. One, two, three, four, five. Number two's on the way. It's in the birth in, in the birthing process. Whew. Oh yeah, it's it's beyond it's beyond just the labor moment. We're starting to move that that baby into into the into the birth channel. Whew. Glory to God. And when that baby's born, it's not gonna be born screaming. It's going to be born laughing. <laughs> it's going to be born in joy. Woo, it may be loud, but it's going to be joy. It's not going to be pain. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Let me just check real quick. Get the heartbeat of my daddy. Mende quiero Sebastian. Is it still is it still doing Facebook or something? Okay, I'm just wanting to make sure because I, I need to point the camera just a minute. Is somebody's watching my Facebook right now, and your left eye, you're you're having issues. Uh, I I hear the word glaucoma, so that's the one I'm gonna go with. But if there's other issues, that's we don't want to isolate it to where you don't think God's talking to you. It, left eye, left eye issues where pain. Uh, reduced vision, it's it's compounding. Certainly, glaucoma does that. Right now, just put your hands up and receive your healing. The healer in your house, 
If you're driving down the road, he's in your car. If you're at a park, he's at the park. The healer's right there with you right now to bring correction to your vision in this left eye. Now, and, and the Lord just prompted me to do this right here with everybody in the room. And Father, I thank you for all of us in the scope of my voice right now in this building as well as watching in a live stream setting or even recorded later. That vision correction is coming to the body of Christ. The ability to see the way you desire us to see is being enhanced. That we are focused in our vision, yet we have peripheral vision to see the picture in a broader way. We're, we're not distracted to what's going on on the left and on the right, but at the same time, with our focused vision, we can encapsulate how that's going to be administrated in different campuses, in different segments of the society, and in different ways in the community. The, the focused vision on the apprehension of the design of heaven for this golden triangle region out of the gathering place church Certainly other churches will latch on to this, but I'm preaching in this church today. Out of this house, through these pastors, and through this people will flow such kingdom vision. It will begin to release into the atmosphere your design in a way that will begin to accelerate what you're wanting to do in this region. God, yes, sir, I'll say it. We've heard it for too long, the prophetic declarations that a that a this this is a revival hub. It is a hub of a new kingdom fire. It is a hub of a new kingdom release. It could very well be that this is certainly one of the regions where the third great awakening is going to begin to be birth and begin to explode into the planet. We know all these things by prophetic declaration. Now we ask you, Father, for the vision to see how to implement it. And also in the implementation, how to manifest it. And I thank you, my Father God, this begins to flow and take place in this house and in other uh, church houses in this region, other church families in this region that will apprehend what you're wanting to do. I thank you it begins to accelerate, it begins to gain momentum, and it, get, it begins to be released into this region in the way that you desire it to be, and your timing is not 10 years from now, your timing is right now. And we embrace it. We, we collaborate with you. We, we recognize our position in you. That you have brought us into the position of co-seating with Christ in the realm of the Spirit. And I thank you from the declarations that prophetically we begin to declare and continue to declare the things that you impress upon our heart that we release out of our mouth as we're driving down the road. So it gets in the atmosphere of our region and presses back the powers of darkness and the religious spirit that has held this arena area in bondage for decades and decades of its existence. And Father, I thank you that 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 we 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 sense it shifting already spiritually, but we're going to see it shift naturally. We give you the praise. If for no other reason than that, I was brought to this moment today. And I thank you through that, that office of anointing of an apostle. Not because of the person standing with the microphone, but because of the position.
of that gifting in this region, this begins to shape into place today in a new fashion. Right in the middle of a pandemic and right in the middle of emotional unrest, the kingdom has arrived and the kingdom begins to take charge over the atmosphere of the golden triangle. Now, Father, I thank you for great favor you give to these pastors. I thank you, my Father God. Uh, Pastor Jeff, if you'd come join me a minute if you can, if you can't, I understand. I, I, need, to, I, need, to, I need to pray for both of y'all at the same time here. I thank you, my Father God, that wisdom beyond three lifetimes of experience flows through these two men. That, Father, the covering that they are releasing over this region literally is making the atmosphere thick with the presence of God. And that the strategy of the kingdom, they're following the blueprint they see at the moment, but the strategy to build the things that you're going to have them build, not just natural things, but the spiritual houses, uh, that strategy begins to unfold with them, and every single one of them will be unique. Every single one of them, this Beaumont thing is going to be unique. It's not going to be just like this one. And the one after that is going to be a little different than the other two. They'll have similarities because the vision will, will encapsulate much of the same tone. But there will be differences of administration on how to release these things into, into a manifestation and how to structure them even after they're manifested. And I thank you for the wisdom of heaven that flows in their lives to do these things, Father. They tap into that wisdom. You said in your word, if anyone lacked wisdom, let them ask of you. And that you wouldn't withhold it. You'd give it freely to them. I know they've asked. I know they've received. And I thank you, Father God, for that wisdom manifesting, not only as it has, but continuing to expand. And, Father, I thank you that what, what flows from the head also flows onto the body. So everything that they flow in and operating in kingdom wisdom in a new way, everybody in this house gets to flow in that too. And we, we, Father, we thank you right now for every favor that is needed, every place of favor that is needed in this journey. Lord, we're not going to step into another time frame where a meeting gets canceled because of coronavirus. We're not, we're not going to have that again. We should have been in Beaumont tonight. We should have been in Beaumont tonight. And, and, and this thing, there, there's a strategy for the future that even if it tries to hang around a little bit longer, there's going to be a way around that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's going to be a way around that dude. He, he doesn't call the shots. We do. And, Father, I thank you that they'll even have wisdom in that arena. And we just give you the praise and give you the glory and thank you for it today in Jesus' name. Everybody shout it. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Yes. Amen. Wasn't that a good word? Let's uh, dig deep in our pockets today and sow a seed into uh, global connections 
International. If you're writing a check, you can write it to GCI. And um, thank you all for doing that. I'll give you just a few moments, and uh, then we'll pray. Uh, next week, we're going to um, just flow in the Holy Ghost and uh, next Sunday. So if you know someone that needs a touch from God, bring them, bring them over. It's going to be a good day in the Lord. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to give you a few minutes to sow. You can also, I think you can sow on Facebook as well on his um, GCI page and um, and GiveLify. I don't know what that is. Is that an app? What is that? So. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this amazing man of God and for his wife. Lord, we just ask you, God, as he... As he, as he moves into other areas, God, that you give him strength, that you give him favor, God, even new new churches and new doors of opportunity. Father, we thank you, Lord, that as we sow this seed into global connections, Lord, that you're going to cause a multiplication uh, even in, into uh, the coons' life, Father, and in their ministry, Father. We thank you for it today in Jesus' name. Amen. As you go today, you can. there's an offering bucket at the TV. You just put, put it right there. And I will uh, give everything to Apostle Scott before he leaves. Thank you all so much for being here today. Thank you for watching Facebook. We love you guys. God bless you. We'll see you Sunday. If you need prayer, come this way. And we'll pray with you before you leave. God bless you.